0: Thank you. there, mucho gusto, and welcome to another episode of Detective Writer. I'm your host Sally, aka Detective Writer, and today we have a brand new guest who I'm very excited to introduce you all to. He is a very, very kind individual and with a bunch of stories to tell. So it is my pleasure to formally introduce you all to Tony Iviola. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your last name, but Tony, it's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for being here
1: well thank you sally for inviting me and you pronounced it exactly correct tony Viola. good good italian boy from cleveland ohio
0: yes thank god i did it you did great thank you so for those of you who are interested i really wanted tony to come on because i think he has an absolutely amazing story to share and i think it's it will actually change a lot of your lives and i really hope i really hope it's just so exciting for all of you to hear especially how writing has motivated you so tony take it away whenever you feel free
1: okay sure well my name is tony viola i'm from a big italian catholic family in cleveland ohio i was very fortunate went to college in washington dc came back to cleveland and uh we started a real estate company. Uh, my high school sweetheart, Trina, she was a photographer. She loved the architecture of old houses. And we were 21 years old. We had no money, but we just said, let's go. let us We're just going to take over the world. So we started a little real estate business. And if you fast forward you know, 15 years, the um, company was pretty successful. And our lives changed one day. The FBI came into our office, raided the company, They said that i stole $46 million. They said it was the nation's largest uh, mortgage fraud case. Uh, And this is of course the short version and you can ask any questions you want about this. I did not, I refused to plead guilty because I didn't think I did anything wrong. I was put on trial. I was convicted. If I thought I did something wrong, I would have pled guilty and apologized, but I didn't think we did anything wrong. Um, Put on trial, convicted, sentenced to almost 13 years in jail while I was in jail. Uh, uh, someone came forward uh, inside the prosecutor's office, provided some evidence that was not produced before, and there was a second trial. And then I was exonerated at a second trial, and I had been in, in prison for almost 10 years while all this uh, court uh, drama went went was going on. So I've gone. So my life totally changed, and 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 I went from being this you know business guy and we're doing real estate and on the napkin, we're at a restaurant, we're wheeling and dealing, and, and uh, to, to this big criminal, and then later exonerated at a second trial. So it is a it is a wild story. And I would say uh, one thing, if I had to tell you one thing about all of it, which is no matter where you are in life, if, you're, if things are going great, and, and uh, everything's going your way, or if it's really a rough time, There's always things to be grateful for. There's always things to be appreciative for. So even when I was in prison, people would say, how could you be in a half-decent mood? And I'd say, there's always something to be thankful for. You know, my friend Kara used to send books. She's a librarian. She used to send books in, or my family members would write me a letter, or it was a nice day out, and I could go for a walk, or I could do push-ups, which, you know, I get to do more of them over time. But anyway, I guess the one thought is, Uh, That there's always something to be grateful for if you think about it, no matter what the situation is. So life ebbs and flows with ups and downs. But if you can maintain a decent attitude and say, What can I be grateful for today? I think it'll help people get through challenging times.
0: Definitely. And thank you so much for sharing that, Tony. It's definitely so remarkable, your story. And you actually brought up a really good point. No matter what life throws at you, I know for some people, even for myself, it was easier said than done. But I feel like life is just so short. You don't know what's going to happen. And even though we can't change our past, we can't change the future because it hasn't happened yet. We can't control the present. And I feel like for so many of us, especially myself, it took a long time for me to realize that the only thing I seek for myself in life is just peace. Even for those who did me wrong and never asked for forgiveness, I still forgive them. I still forgive everything, even my past self, because... I choose not to live a life that's full of anger or hatred or anger, because what's the point? You can't move on. Forgiveness isn't really for the other person, but it's for you. Because if you, if you can't be happy like that, and who's going to want to be around somebody who's mean and nasty all the time?
1: Well, you're exactly right. And forgiveness is your right when you say it's for you, not the other person. You know, if someone hurts you or does something cruel to you, and then you become a nasty person, you're really letting them win. you're letting somebody who did something hurtful to you to be the victor and it's then you changed the way you were and you went from being a fun person with a good outlook to someone who's sour and angry because you were hurt and i'm not defending it i'm not saying that's okay and i'm not saying i'm not saying i never got upset or never had a moment of depression i don't want to sugarcoat things but i think you're exactly right forgiveness is really for your benefit and that by the way that includes forgiving yourself You know, I'll tell you a prison story. I was in prison with a guy who, uh, he was a salesman, and he closed up a deal, and he was out um, with his colleagues, and he had too many cocktails, and he drove home, and he certainly didn't mean to, but he ran, he went through a red light, and he he killed a a person, and and he injured a couple other folks, and he was in prison for it. I mean, imagine the awful guilt that that person had. He didn't, again, you shouldn't do that. I'm not defending him. He didn't mean to do it. It was a terrible accident, but it was his fault, and he was remorseful, and he had written the family and said that he would do anything that they wanted, they, he would give him part of um, the, his earnings for the rest of his life, but he was so um, sad all the time, and they actually wrote him back and said, look, we forgive you, please forgive yourself. So you're right when you say forgiveness is important, also forgiveness allows healing, then you can sort of repair uh, yourself and get back on track. So I do agree with your outlook Definitely. as well. because...
0: me, I will say, like, for me, I think what really motivated me to write my book was when I was in middle school, um, I had unfortunately gone through severe bullying, and it took me years to open up about it, and it even took me years to let go of the hatred, because Well, not necessarily hatred, but just a lot of anger. Because I remember thinking, if I had been a different person, I could have defended myself. I could have said something. I could have stood up to people. And that's when I think what really brought my idea of writing my book. Because in my book, I thought my character was so much different from me. She looked just like me, but she was, like, in my complete words, a total badass. Because she knew how to defend herself. She knew how to stand up for herself. And then I think, as I was writing my book when I was 20 only 4 years ago i think it just like really showed me a lot just how healing it was for me because a lot of my experiences that i wrote for my character i had the same experiences and i didn't realize how much anger i was holding on to for so long that i realized that writing actually helped heal me because i just think that you know life i definitely not condoning anything that's ever happened bad bad stuff happen all the time but I also feel like for a lot of us it's a learning experience and when we can write about it and talk about it I think it does a lot more good than harm and I didn't realize this but I think it was just my my dream and my goal that helped me become a better person because I realized that the past you can't change it but you can change the present and I choose every single day to be a person who can write and who can let people know you know I am not perfect. Nobody is, but we are works in progress. And if right. and if writing can really help, that's just amazing. And forgiveness really does help.
1: Right, right, for sure. Well, writing is powerful. First of all, your mind thinks a little bit differently when you write versus Definitely. when you speak. And so I do agree that writing is, has a therapeutic aspect to it. Uh, and and by the way writing is not easy it's something that you can learn and get better at over time sometimes it's very draining but just like if I never go to the gym and then I show up at the gym and I I, guess what I'm not going to be able to lift all the best weights right I mean you know uh, I'm not going to impress anybody if I haven't gone in five years Well, writing is the same way reading helps you write too because you can see how other people articulate things But writing has a therapeutic aspect to it, but it is challenging. And when you think about it, Sally, one of the ultimate challenges in life is to take a blank piece of paper here, here's a blank piece of paper and make it come alive with your thoughts and with your feelings in a way that the the reader can, can relate to what you're talking about. So it is challenging. Uh, And but it's got a lot of exciting parts to it. You ever think about writing, by the way? And I'm going to give my friend Nico Walker credit. I was in prison with a guy named Nico Walker who wrote a book called Cherry. Cherry, right? Yeah. Um, And he is a very world famous now. They made a movie out of his um,
0: book and everything. But he told me when he was writing because he would rewrite it and rewrite
1: it and polish it. And I said, what are you doing all day with this? And he said, Tony, the writing is forever. Once you publish it, it's forever. You never can take it back. So
0: it is interesting when people blog. I mean, that is something that's there forever. So there's an art to doing it in a way that's powerful and effective, but it is sort of permanent.
1: So unlike maybe a a, a oral conversation you have with somebody. So anyway, it is challenging, but very rewarding. So I give you credit for your blog and your writing because it's powerful.
0: Thank you so much, I kid you not, when I first started blogging, I pondered for so long because I thought, even to make my podcast, because I was thinking in my head, oh, who's going to want to read what I'm writing? Or who's going to want to listen to my voice? But I had to really like try to let go of it because I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. No one was going to do it for me. And I think that really helped give me my pushing them. But I think it took a lot of writing especially like journaling to really for me to push past it and just say you know what do it just do it and I ended up enjoying it so much and I think a lot of people have too because I think that's one thing that's really good to emphasize if you feel passionate about something it shows because if you don't feel passionate about it you're not gonna want to do it and you can see the lack of motivation (laughs) right Right. Well, in fact, that's,
1: you know, back in the day when I was running a business, what you just said is the whole key to running a successful company. Because if you put somebody who's good at sales, for instance, and you put them in the engineering department, or you put somebody who's good at math and sciences and you make them do things that are inside their comfort zone. They'll, they'll do it because they need a paycheck and they'll sort of grit their teeth and do it, yeah. but they won't excel because it's not their area of expertise and strength. It's not what they're passionate about. When you're passionate about something, not only will you excel at it because you like it, but you will learn more about it because you're interested. So maybe when you're off work, you're reading about something or looking into... Cause, so you're exactly right, hitting that that passion. But let me tell you something else, too, about the journaling that I think is important when you, when you put that out there and you put it in a blog. You may have written something that other people identify with. So, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people suffer similar, maybe not exactly the same, but similar challenges. Okay. So think of life's challenges, the loss of a loved one, a bad relationship, financial stress. I mean, there's sort of buckets of, th- of challenges that a lot of people face. And so a lot of times when you write about it, you may be connecting with someone in a way, maybe they're not quite as good of a writer, or maybe they don't have time to write or were traumatized and couldn't do it but you may be connecting with them in a very interesting way so the writing is very very powerful uh and and can touch people in in a way that maybe you didn't even realize and you thought you were sharing your story or your experience but that may resonate with other folks in a a way that you may not even realize
0: definitely and that's actually a really because I feel like when you write and you and you share your writing with the world whether it's in a podcast version journaling or in a book you open yourself up to this kind of community and I think that's just really amazing like for those of you who are really interested, I invited Tony to come be on my podcast, but he was actually interested first, thanks to podcastguest.com, which is really great. And yeah. I feel like it's such a beautiful community because you can just get to see people's stories, what really inspired them to, to live their lives the way that they're living it, or why some people are choosing to live the life that they do. So I feel like it's so amazing to see a community go from one place to another and how many friendships you can build.
1: You can. That's exactly right. That's, that's That's one thing. You know, sometimes people complain about technology, and I'm certainly not saying it's all, uh, it's all perfect. It's, it's a double sword. But, but you know what? But look at this. You're, you're exactly right. We connected through an online forum. So you're, you're exactly right that you can connect and stay in touch, by the way,
0: with people. It's a lot easier than if we had to go and get a phone book from the library or something. Yeah. So, uh, no,
1: you're right. That's actually a very good point about a community. Definitely. Yeah, I for sure do. I just want to do one last thought here. Your one place. is, if anyone if anyone wants to check out the free TonyViola.com website, you can read all about my case. But I do want to make a point, sort of augmenting yes, on, on what you were saying, Sally, about the importance of writing. So that website, which has the story of my case, is actually almost like a sort of a serial of, you know, like one month's story at a time. But that was written mostly in prison. And it was very powerful, that website, because it helped me stay in touch with Family and friends just wanted to know what was going on. It also helped me reach out to folks. So if there's something that you think is unfair or unjust and you write about it or you blog about it, other people reached out to me. I would get letters from folks that, hey, uh, I have a similar situation. Can you share some information with me? Or do you have any uh, documents about this or this? So the, the, the writing connected with people. And I think I got a little bit better over time as I worked on it but it was really a good tool. So it doesn't have to be a prison thing. I would just say generally, if, if, if someone has a challenge or sees something that they think is not right, consider writing about it or putting a website together and try to connect with other people just like you and I did on the podcast guest forum. Um, because your feelings are important but other people may be looking for someone you know that that, you know they may want to team up with you i guess is what i'm saying so the writing is a powerful way to connect it's a powerful way to 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 share a story but i know that my life has changed because literally i have many friends now that connected through through the website and we actually joined and sort of built our own community so it is a great tool so I encourage any of you aspiring authors out there, don't ever think, well, I don't have you know enough time to do it. You can start five, ten minutes a day. You can write some ideas down. You can draft it up and polish it later. So I really encourage anyone who's got thoughts or concerns or wants to see something change in our country, consider using that. Uh, you know the old saying the pen is mightier than the sword <laughs> okay i mean the history of america is people like writing pamphlets that were upset about the british rule i mean the whole country the whole independence movement of the country was basically people writing about it and connecting with people so so i guess what i'm saying is it's not true that writing is a lost art it's something that's powerful and with the web and blogs and stuff you can put your thoughts and ideas together so Definitely. i saw uh, you you're a blazer, sally because you did a lot you've got a lot of good stuff but other people should consider doing it and then lastly if you see a blog or you see something online that you like comment post your thoughts you know i think like i'm sure you would agree and i'm when i write stuff i really welcome that even if it's critical you know to be polite but you can say i don't agree with you tony because or did you ever think about this or i like what you wrote so Anyone who's thinking about writing, I say you do it. And if you read something and you read a blog and you like it, I strongly encourage you to po- post what you think. People are interested in your feedback.
0: Don't ever uh, minimize that. So, exactly. and Tony, if you don't mind, I would love to hear, like, how how was the process like for you, you know, writing in prison? Like, because obviously I'm sure you didn't have access to computers, like you said. So, like, how was that process? Like, how did you manage to write all the time?
1: we literally used typewriters that were 50 years old so if you've ever like seen a 1970s sitcom or, or like the Mary oh, Tyler yeah. show or something I mean literally we had those typewriters so if someone was doing legal work you're typing it on a typewriter if you're writing a blog or writing a book or, or even just letters to people you're literally, my handwriting is terrible so I had to use the typewriter no one could read my it's like hieroglyphics if you ever heard of that um, so I would type, so the answer is You would have to reserve a typewriter or, you know, make sure you had access to one in there was about seven or eight of them in the prison. Uh, And you'd have to, you'd have to share them with the other guys. And we would, you know, sort of have a time. Hey, can I use it from two to three? And you could use it from six to seven. And of course you could write stuff longhand too. A lot of guys did. So, but if you want to write your story, it's, it's tough. Some guys would mail stuff home and then have their friend or girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever, type it and mail it back in. So sometimes there was a sort of a production like that. Um, Other times people would just write it long-handed and take it with them when they left if they didn't have too long of a sentence. But to actually either submit legal work um, or just write in jail was very challenging because you basically had to do it on a typewriter. However, and we said before, you can always find something good in the midst of anything challenging. You could complain and say, wow, it would be a lot quicker if I had a word processor and this sucks. But what we learned was the writing is actually really good in prison
0: because you have to write,
1: you have to polish it. When you're typing on an old-fashioned typewriter, it takes a lot longer to type okay, than it would in cutting and pasting on a, a word processor. But what the effect is you have a much more polished product. Uh, and there's nothing else going on in there, by the way. So unlike in the real world where you know you have a job to go to and you might not be able to write for hours on end you actually have the time to do it right so instead of complaining that it sucks that we don't have a computer the thing to do is to say okay well i'm going to do it differently and my friend um, nico walker that i mentioned before that wrote that book he said something very profound to me he said tony hemingway used a typewriter hemingway didn't use a word processor
0: I mean, the Bible wasn't written on a word processor. I mean, there's like lots of good writing that wasn't yeah. written
1: on a computer, okay? So th- so I guess the way to look at it is to say, okay, it's a little different, um, but we can still make it work. And then one of the most valuable things in the prison was the single thesaurus that we had in a library that the guys would pass it around to get synonyms for different words sometimes. So you can do it just differently than you do it in the real world. But I must say that the end result was pretty darn good because it was pretty polished in uh in prison wow
0: i can i just give you props honestly like even much more props because the fact that you managed to do that and you bring up a really good point much of the famous books in history were not published on through a computer and I thought that me going through my book was difficult enough, but you being able to write, especially for over ten years, that's just amazingly incredible. Because for me, I remember when I was writing my book, I had first wrote, written it for a class, and I remember the prompt was: if you, if there was another version of you in another world, they looked exactly like you, but they had a different personality, the complete opposite of you. How would it be like? I remember submitting fifty pages for that, and I was thinking. I thought this was just a short story, but it was my teacher who said, no, this is actually a book. And I remember just typing and typing and typing and typing and typing. And I thought my journey for, to write that the first start was difficult enough. But you to take the time to do that, that just shows dedication. I love that.
1: Well, again, there wasn't much else going on in there. OK, yeah. so you might as well have to be productive. But the other thing, too, is even something as simple as writing letters home. You know, if you can write your friends letters from there, you—you, you, I, I didn't want people to totally forget about me, and I wanted people to know that I still cared about them. And even though I couldn't maybe be there for them as a friend the way I wanted to, I could still write them stories. And there's always something silly happening in prison. We could always relay some silly story or something that was amusing. Or uh, I could just write a story about, hey, I remember when we went out to that place, and we had a nice time. And so I know for me it helped me, but I think the people on the outside Uh, they were concerned about me. They wanted to know I was okay. So even just something like a polished letter was, was helpful. People, they told me later when I was released and even then, man, really appreciate hearing from you and you know, it's all good. So yes, writing is definitely a coping mechanism, a way to get through. And then now, um, because I saved some of those or made copies of some of those, I can sort of relive the experience if I want to. And I have a sort of a chronological order of what happened. And at various times, I was more optimistic and less, and I can sort of track through it. So the writing is forever in a sense because you do have it and you can remember exactly how you felt. If you have a searing experience and you write about it right now, you'll capture it better. But if you say, well, I'm busy, I'll write about it in three months, you'll be very difficult for you to go back and remember exactly how you felt you know, at the time when that happened, whether it was a really good experience and you were filled with joy and happiness or it was a really bad experience, it's always better to try to capture it at the moment. So again, those are things that you make the best of it. And and uh, so we, most of us did. And the, But the end result was good because if you're writing, you're ultimately writing for a reader. You want the reader to feel that this is a polished story and, and well-written. And you can do that from there. You can do that from there.
0: Definitely, because I feel like when life gives you lemons you make lemonade you work with what you got it may not be sure. the easiest but you still managed to make it work and you got out of prison like was it easy like for your adjustment back to society like did writing help you a little bit or like how was that process like for you if you're well, comfortable discussing it, it it was well let me
1: be honest it was really hard i mean i, I don't i don't fit about it it was really really hard i've been in jail imagine. for almost 10 10- almost 10 years, right? So, uh, and then my court had stuff had gone on for several years before. So even though I wasn't in prison, it really, I mean, dominated my life. So my life had been this whole case and this whole drama for almost 15 years total. So, but I was in jail for so long uh, that I actually couldn't even conceive uh, of not being in there and my brother had written me and said that he was going on a trip and it, it, it just, it just didn't, even, didn't even register that it was possible to go on a trip somewhere just i just thought that freedom or happiness was for other people and it just it just wasn't for me i, I can't really explain it Then suddenly i had a big break in my case and then you know tony get your stuff and go um and of course all my friends were ecstatic and i think most people just assume that I was the same person that I was before. They just hadn't seen me. It's like I went on some, like, European tour or something yeah. for a long time. But that's really not true because it's a very searing experience. It's very challenging. So just two two silly examples. One is I, I, there's just times where I just want to be alone. I just, I, I just can't deal with... And I, I was always the life of the party before, and we always would go out and do things. And I'm not like that anymore. So it's just, it's different. I'm not saying I don't ever want to be with people, but there's times where I just say, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it a couple of days and just, you know, kind of chill, which is weird because I never used to do that. So I can't really explain why that is, but I know that that is something that's thats definitely happened. The other thing is, I mean, it, it was a long time I was in jail. So when I went in, there was flip phones and I come out and everyone's got these netflix subscriptions i mean you might find this amusing i ordered this laptop i ordered this computer i've got this tiny little apartment and the, the, the printer comes um and i call the enter number yelling at these people i'm like well you guys didn't put the cord in there and the lady's like what are you talking about i didn't know what a wireless printer was and i'm looking wow. for a cord to plug into the you know and i'm telling this lady she sucks and she's like sir what are you not are you is this a joke and i'm like what are you talking about and she's like it's wire i said what do you mean it's wireless so i mean you know there's some amusing things too uh, uh and, and then like uber i mean like i mean am like what this is the, this is great how could anyone get a dui or whatever anymore because you got you could just call an uber so there was a lot of things like that that was sort of like wow this is a big adjustment um i can imagine but, I'm very fortunate. I guess the bot, the one word, if you had to, if I had to give you one word, when I was released, it's humbling, because I have a big family that was very supportive, and I have really nice friends. Um, I had this little apartment, and my friends kept coming over and bringing stuff, and so I lost everything. I had nothing, okay. And then, like a week later, this apartment looked like an episode out of Hoarders. I'm like, you guys, stop bringing stuff, no more candles. All these women were bringing me these candles. I'm like, no, I don't need it. I don't even want these things. I was like, listen, we have no toilet paper. We need toilet paper and coffee. We do not need anymore. I have like 87 candles, it was hilarious. But I, it was very humbling because I know that many of the other men, especially if you've been in for a long time, sad to say, but your support, you know, your friends, people die off, they move on. There was men in jail for 10, 20, 30 years. And they just don't have any support system and they're released and they just have nobody. And they have a criminal record and it's hard to get work. And even though you see in the, you see, oh my God, there's a big shortage of workers. Well, not really, because I have a very hard time getting employed, uh, applying for jobs and stuff because I have this record, even though I was had a second trial, it's still very hard because I'm sort of, a lot of people think, well, you must be guilty. You must've done something very, very hard to get back on your feet. So for me, having so much support. It was very humbling because I know I'm very fortunate and very grateful, but I know that most people don't have this and most people end up living in some couch somewhere and couch surfing, they call it, yeah. um, trying to put the pieces of the life back together. So it's really challenging. It's really, really hard. And it's, um, but it was a huge, it's a huge adjustment. It was just not like switching a light switch on or like, Oh, okay. Tony's back in society. It was a very big, uh, period of adjustment for me i can
0: definitely imagine but you know what you're still living life and you managed to be on this podcast so i i'm so excited for more changes that are happening for you would you like do you have any tips or suggestions for anybody who's an aspiring author or like really like I'm pretty sure you said it before but like what are the best tips that you have for anyone or strategies for anybody who feels like the work is not good enough to write about they're really scared like they're just not sure like how to express their voice I would definitely love to hear your, your ideas
1: well I'll give you some random thoughts I don't know if these are all uh, in any particular order but I'll give you some tricks or some tips I mean first of all there's no substitute for hard work. So, I mean, it's just like anything. I mean, if you, if you don't spend the time and you don't be serious about it, it's probably not gonna be a good product. So, so, so that's one. I tell you that being an avid reader is very helpful because you'll see how authors turn the phrase. You'll see how people convey their thoughts. Another thing is learning boring sentence mechanics is a good idea i mean there's books about how to write great sentences that is actually worth looking at don't uh don't short circuit that process of cra- how you craft a good sentence and when you're writing you don't want a lot of short sentences one after the other after the other it becomes very jarring for the reader okay so you want to have a mix of longer and shorter sentences and there is no shame in going back to the old <laughs> grammar books or whatever uh the university of chicago manual of style some of those books you can buy on uh, on the web for a few bucks, do it and read it. Again, I'm not saying you have to follow it, but think about what they're saying. And I'll tell you the last trick of writing, maybe this will help, I don't know, I'd be interested to know what people think, but read it out loud. So if you write a few pages and you kind of like it, stand in front of a mirror and read it out loud. There is a way of writing that is not, not rhyming the way like a poem would rhyme, but sort of has a rhythm to it and so a lot of times reading it out loud is, is a trick that a lot of great authors will use and when they read it out loud they'll make edits or changes or they'll see how it actually sounds um, and then the last little tip is if you have time to do some drafts if you write something the best thing to do if you want to polish it is do not go right back and start editing it put it away until tomorrow or let it what they call cool off okay go watch tv go to the gym do your go to your work cook dinner Call your friends, go to the coffee house, and then come back and edit it because it's almost like you're looking at someone else's writing, the way you would read like a newspaper or a magazine. It, because if you edit it right after you draft it, it's so fresh in your mind that you kind of know what you're wanting to say, and your editing may not be as it, it may not be as accurate or as precise as you would like. So those are just a, just Tony's tips for whatever it's worth. I'm not saying those are spectacular, but those that's what I've done to try to improve my writing but remember it's always a work in progress it definitely uh, is and so you got to put the time in i mean i don't think i could be a dentist tomorrow just show up and start working on someone's teeth right i mean yeah. your dentist spent a lot of time I right? Could not. Well, writing right okay fine and i wouldn't be like an olympic athlete i'm not going to be playing in the nba tomorrow right so writing is the same way it's a craft no one's born with a pen in their hand i mean it's a craft that you can learn just like a plumber and a carpenter or painter you get better over time and writing is the same way so i strongly encourage people if you think you have something important to say writing is a way of communicating and it's a tool to tell your story and to get people on your side or to help other people because they can identify with what you've gone through so there's your tony writing tips for whatever they're worth
0: love that and i if you don't mind i'm definitely gonna take it especially making an outline because i know that for me drafting really did help a lot there were so many drafts i made back and forth of my story or like even short stories that i write for my blog i will think okay this should probably not be here this should probably not be there i i I also feel like for me with my blog, there are moments where I really get writer's block because I have no idea what to talk about. I have no idea what to write about. And I think outlines really do help a lot or like usually revising in my head because usually I will do like murder mystery story times and I will talk about an unsolved crime that has yet to be solved. But I also feel like there's so much more that I want to branch out at, but I am completely stuck. I have no idea how to make my blog better. So if you ever want to write for my blog, feel free. If there's ever a story you want to talk about, please feel free. I would love any inspiration that you've got, because I think you know your stuff. So I would love that. Wow, well, you're very kind.
1: But you're also welcome to be a guest blogger on our, our uh, website at anyone Ooh, I is. would I mean- love that. Yeah, having guest bloggers is a great idea. Writer's block is totally normal, by the way. I mean, it's it's very hard for somebody to every moment just be flowing with all these, you know, incredibly articulate words at all times. So writer's block is part of writing. It's normal. And it's sometimes that means just set it aside. Sometimes your brainstorms come to you when you're on a walk or taking a shower or something. But I, I will say this writing without an outline is sort of like getting in your car and you don't know where you're going because if you don't have an outline and you don't have the key points you want to make, see that that oftentimes will drive like, okay, well, what characters would I include here? What's important or what events were critical? And so this is for me, um, without some outline of where we're trying to go, then that that make, makes it impossible for me to figure out what, what events I should be writing about or what things I should be describing because the, the words tie in together to a larger story, to a larger meaning. And so, you know, in in writing, you can't put everything in. I mean, like one of the longest books ever written is, is, uh, is uh, War and Peace, right? It's like, I don't know, 5,000 pages or something. and and he writes in the introduction I, I didn't even get to any like a small percentage of what I wanted to say I mean so I mean you could never write everything you want to write so you so by definition you're going to leave certain things out yeah. so what you put in versus what's out I think has to be driven by your key message and where you're trying to go even if it's a shorter story it doesn't have to be some when I say outline it doesn't have to be some long elaborate thing but that's just for me now that that doesn't mean that everyone should do What I do, I'm just saying what works for me, and each writer, over time, will develop their own style, their own techniques, their own system of what works for them. And I've certainly talked to people that say an outline's a waste of time, it's ridiculous, Tony, it's stupid. I'm like, okay. Yeah, whatever
0: works for somebody.
1: Exactly. I'm not saying one size fits all. But... The ideas that I was sharing may be provocative, and someone may think about that and say, hmm, I like it because, or I don't like it because, and that's what you want to be when you're a writer. You want to be open-minded, open to techniques, open to different things, and then finally craft what works for you and, and stay with that, roll with that.
0: Definitely. And I actually would love this tip to bring up. I don't know if you've ever used this, Tony, but when I was in college, my professor, she actually said this really tip, and I swear it works. I don't know if it works for everybody, but it actually works for me. Usually when I found that if I'm getting stuck and I'm not sure what to write, I I would write I don't know or IDK over and over again and then something automatically pops up. I don't know how it works, but I write I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, and something comes out. And I'm like, how is that possible? Or if I really don't wanna write I don't know, I'll just write IDK or yo no se, yo no se, yo no se, and it will just go like, something pops up and then I'm writing something. And well, that's what
1: see. It doesn't matter why it works. It works for you. I mean, that's cool. And I, mean, I will the two... find
0: yeah, like words like cat cat was yeah. in a cat was in a tree, or a dog ate a bone. And I'm like, okay, what is uh, something happened. <laughs> right.
1: Well, the two ways I deal with writer's block, I'll be honest with you. One is I just write a letter to a friend or an email or something. I just write something else, not the story. And if I get into a groove, fine. Otherwise I set it aside because for me I can't always do it. I get into I can get into a mood and into a groove and bang out a lot of writing, but there's times where I just don't feel like it, and it's just sort of mediocre and, I'm, and it's not powerful. So I say, you know what? Today is not the day for achieving greatness as a writer, Tony. So we're going to go to the grocery store instead or do something else because, for me, I have to be in the in the mindset to do it otherwise i'm just spending a lot of time without a good result but but one but sometimes it does help me where i just don't know what to write and i'm sort of stuck but then i'll write something else write a letter to a friend or write an email or something else and then i get back on track but there is a time where if you're stuck you can skip that part because maybe you just go beyond that and you would fill in the end of the story and then you'd always go back to the middle so yes putting i don't know once maybe it's a trick or just keep writing it again or doing something to prompt your thinking um you know writer's magazine has different writing prompts where it asks you all these questions you know what did you what was your favorite ice cream when you were a kid i mean it tries to jog your mind uh what sports teams you root for uh what was what would happen at your 13th birthday party And, and so it just tries to get your mind rolling with that so that's another possibility but for me those are the either set it aside for now and come back to it later or write something else and then go back to the writing
0: for writer's block for whatever that's worth definitely because i i've done that too like there are moments where i'm just stuck and even writing i don't know i still get tired of writing so i will literally like okay i've got to go to the bodega downstairs or i've got to like go on right. the train and right. <laughs> i find uh, right. just Getting your mind off of it, it really does help a lot. Sometimes on vacation, I i don't really get to say vacations because I do work full time, but whenever I can and I'm with my family, I will find like I'm staring at the water and I'm thinking about an idea and sometimes I'll be writing on my book and then my relatives will say, please get off your book. We're on vacation. We're not here to work. So, and they will yell at me till they're blue in the face. And you come
1: back and say, writing is not work to me. It's, it's my passion. It's what I like to do.
0: It is. Although I, I call myself and my family the self-proclaimed bookworm. You could not get me to leave a library. I would stay there for hours. And my relatives would say that I used to read the dictionary for fun because I was like, yeah why not I'm learning new words but then at the time I'm like okay okay I'll put the book down and I would say you're right I have to get out I have to get out and about and I'd like to think I'm more social or like a more outgoing person than I used to be as a kid so we shall see the verdict is still out on that one but
1: well remember when you're if you're writing f- fiction uh, one writer said you can make the characters do what you want so yes <laughs> anyway. yes you
0: can <laughs> Because yeah, so. I found that that's absolutely true. Because I find like even like Harry Potter, which is fantasy, or whatever. I feel like you're not just making, you're not just writing a book, but you're creating a whole other world. You're creating a whole other universe. You made another language. You're you're making characters. You're making a world. It's it's not just writing a book, but you're you're giving something like much more profound than that. Right. 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 That's exactly right. Definitely. I, I gotta say, one thing I will love about writing is just how much, you know, like you're reading or something. I don't know if this happens for you often, but I feel like if I'm writing or if I'm reading something, whether I'm on the train or something, I will have the imagery in my head and I'm thinking to myself, Wow. It's like a moving picture. I don't know why that happens, but I can just picture the character saying this or the character saying that. It's like, I'm literally right there next to them and I'm watching this all go down.
1: Well, I mean, remember the best fiction is realistic. I mean, fiction doesn't mean like a complete total fantasy that's totally detached from reality. So that's your creativity, that you're seeing a person on the train or whatever that's a real life person, but then you're imagining, well, maybe they would say or do this that's good that means your creative juices are flowing and then you're also trying to figure out where they fit in either to a written work someone like that what do you think or just in real life so you have see, so you have that natural curiosity which makes you a good writer too and a lot of people are also wondering or thinking the same thing and if you can articulate it in writing that's why it can connect with, with others
0: definitely and i feel like with so many experiences whether they be good or bad, I feel like they help shape us, and then we can usually use those experiences to talk about, oh, okay, this happened in our life, for example, we can use this as, like, as our inspiration, and I feel like your experiences can actually help a lot of people, you can actually help people a lot, bring their voices, and I know in your site, you talked about a woman named Dawn, and how many, so many different aspects, and I feel like a lot of people... Feel like they don't have a voice, but maybe writing can help bring that out. So I feel like that's just amazing.
1: Yes. Well, Dawn is a very courageous person, and so if someone checks out our website, they can read about her. Yeah,
0: of course. And, I'll uh, put the link below learn
1: about Dawn. But, 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 yeah, she was a very brilliant person and um, a very talented person. And she's deceased, so like one of the ways we keep her memory alive and what she stood for and what she believed in is we write about her. And there's a couple pictures we put up there. We change the pictures of her um, because we do want people to remember what she stood for because what she stood for is timeless. She tried to do the right thing. She fiercely believed in justice. She was an advocate for justice. And she was a very good person. And so that's one thing, too, that writing is good. It memorializes people that are no longer with us and we can learn from people that are no longer here just because they're not physically here with us doesn't mean that their actions or words or beliefs weren't important um and then like you said before life is precious you never know you can't who knows what's going to happen down the road so it's always good to be kind towards others because you never know and uh and dawn was a good example of someone who passed away at a very uh, young age but her idealism And what she believed and what she stands for connects with people today and resonates with people today. And I personally am grateful because she helped me um, in my court case. But yes, the writing is what keeps her memory alive. And not just the memory of her, but but what she believed and what she stood for. So uh, that's another example where the tool of writing or the gift of writing allows us to just share with her for new, new folks that didn't maybe even know her in person. People that never met Dawn feel a connection to her I have many friends that have told me that very close friends of mine that really even though they never met Dawn in person that they identify with her what she tried to do her ideas her courage so that's true too and and so if you've lost someone close to you that's that's one way to memorialize uh their memory or to keep their memory alive write about them Uh, Write about what uh, your grandpa told you a long time ago, or some of your earlier memories, or what uh, a loved one said or did, or what they thought, or what they believed in. So, uh, not only for therapeutic reasons, but just to sort of keep their memory alive, and that may connect with others too. That is a great point you
0: bring up because I was raised by grandparents since I was six months, and even though all of my grandparents passed away, I felt like when I was raised of them to life being Granted, they were never involved in a murder and they didn't try to kill anybody, like my character did, but I felt like for me, they always used to tell me to write to go after your dreams. Granted, they did want me to be a doctor when I was a kid because they would always have, like, foot problems that I would rub their feet and they would say I was going to be a doctor, but I would always just hear them say, you know, if there's something you want to do, go for it. If writing's what you want to do, go for it. So I felt like for me, like, that is such a great point that you bring up because mm whether it's for healing purposes or to keep someone's memory alive or to really like really just emphasize so many aspects and people who've meant something to you I think writing is just a really excellent way because for me I didn't always feel like I had a voice but writing actually emphasized that I do have a voice and I hope that for many of you I hope one thing that you can gather from it is that writing can do a lot more than what you think
1: well I totally I couldn't agree with you more I totally agree with that and and in, in my case that, that little blog I mean it's helped me connect with a lot of people changed my life truly changed my life helped me end up winning the case uh, in terms of like the court stuff and getting investigative leads but just in terms of like friendships and connecting with people uh, it's all true so yes and Again, I was sitting in a jail cell typing away, and I couldn't—I had no idea that what I was putting out there connected or resonated with other people. But it did. And so, for anyone who might be a good writer but thinks, "Well, no one really cares," or "You know, my story is just so personal that no one—you know—it would be so hard for anyone else to care," that's just not true. Don't don't assume what other people think, um, or that your courage, your speaking out, or finding your voice. Connect with others. I know that it it did. And I I didn't know this until years later. But when I was released, I got all these phone calls and followed that blog for years. I couldn't believe it. I was absolutely shocked. And um, other people that have have created content online have found the same thing. So, um, one mistake people make often is assuming what other people think. Don't put thoughts in other people's heads. You know, if you have something to say, say it. You just never know what it will lead to or where it will resonate with others. And one other thought is no effort is wasted. You know, if you work on your writing and you publish stuff, that's not a wasted effort. Even if you don't get, you know, 5,000 people calling you the next minute, you you push enter or whatever, it doesn't mean it's not not a a, a good effort. So we're all on a journey, right? So work on your craft and hone your craft and publish your stuff. And um, it's all good. And don't think of the effort as wasted if you're not getting you know instant feedback from others you just never know how where, where that can connect with other people
0: well it truly really was a blessing to be able to meet you and to be able to hear your story and just your very inspirational story and i think you have something to say to people and i think for a lot of people who may feel helpless or alone out there you absolutely really give them a lot of hope at realizing that all is not lost and there's a lot that can be done even for those who are currently incarcerated now. Don't give up hope. There's always hope. And
1: you're never alone. I mean, you're never alone. If you believe in God, I mean, you, you, I mean, whatever. If you have family, friends, whatever your faith belief is or whatever, you're never alone. So that's one thing to remember. Even in dark times, your challenging times, you're never no, alone. And nothing is forever. So even in the dark times, you just try to remember, even if something is rough, and I know a lot of people go through a lot of difficult things. It's nothing is forever. Nothing is permanent. And there will be laughter ahead and happiness ahead. So hang in there, and, and try to look for things to be grateful for because there's always things to be grateful for, even in challenging times. So that's that's the twenty-two cents for the day.
0: Yes, twenty-two cents in. I definitely would love you to come back. Please feel sure. free. So, if you would definitely love to talk anything more about your books, um, anything about that. Okay, for sure. Let's.
1: Yeah, we can reconvene. We'll keep you guys posted on everything. I try to update the Tony website about what's going on. Yes, and uh, I will include
0: that link below for you guys.
1: Sure, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I appreciate it all. No, I just want to give everyone a word of encouragement. I I, I know that. As I say, sometimes things going real well and everything's going your way. And that's fantastic. And so when when times are great, you know, that's awesome. Enjoy it. Savor it. When you face challenges and adversity, uh, just plow through. I guess I'll leave you with Winston Churchill. He said, when you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> you just yes. get to the other side, you know. And so that's the, the, the lesson that I would say that I learned from adversity and from challenges. And so I hope no one ever has to go through anything like that. Uh, but hang in there if you do, and writing is fantastic. It's got a lot of great uh, therapeutic value. It's got a, lay, a, a, a great way to connect and reach other people. So I encourage your, all of you inspiring uh, authors out there to, to what you have to say is important, people care, and you just never know how you're gonna connect and what it's gonna turn into. So strongly encourage everyone to take take the pen, paper, or the computer, however you wanna write, and do it it's important what you have to say is important and people are interested
0: words of wisdom And on that note, we will see you guys next time. Tony. thank you so much for being on my podcast. It's a true honor to have had you. I do hope you come back soon. And for those of you, um, I'm going to definitely, if you're okay with that, to put your social media links so that way anybody can contact you as well as your site. And those of you who have been listening, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. So please stay tuned for next week. This episode will come out in a few weeks, but I hope you all have a good morning, afternoon, evening, that day or night, wherever you are in the world. Um, always be positive, and until then, keep on snoozing.